What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. We have a conversation that is awesome for you today. But before we get to the conversation, let's thank our sponsors. I want to send a big thank you to Strange Donuts. If you're in the St. Louis area, go check them out. They have four locations, Creepcore, Maplewood, Kirkwood, Cross River in Illinois, Edwardsville to be specific. Check them out. They have some of the best fucking donuts you will ever try in your life. They're so delicious, and they're always doing fun and creative donuts. So go check them out. Let them know we sent you. You'll be happy that you did. It's great people. It's great donuts. You can't go wrong. Go check them out. Strange Donuts. Tell them that we sent you. This episode is also brought to you by Impose Will. Impose Will is my company. I'm working very hard to just build a company that represents the community of hardworking people who are just trying to grind and build a life that they want to live. We can all do it. We can all impose our will. Whatever you set your mind to, you can achieve it. It's going to take work. It's not going to be easy, but you can do it. And I want you to come join our community. Come over to imposedwill.com. Check us out. We just dropped our entire winter collection. We got hoodies and joggers and hats and all that good shit. We're also hosting all of the gear for the show. So anything else that perspective, you can get over there as well. Again, that's imposedwill, I-M-P-O-S-E-D-W-I-L-L.com. Go over there, check us out, join our community. All right, let's get to our guest. I'm sitting down with Kyle Bolin. Kyle is the manager of the largest cannabis dispensary by volume in Illinois. We had a really fun conversation, and this is just the prime example of how awesome the internet and social media can be. We connected online. He reached out to me. We talk a lot about success. He's lost like 70 pounds, so really cool. I really enjoyed uh, picking his brain and talking mindset and discipline and all the things to success. This was a really fun conversation. Really enjoyed it. I think you guys are going to as well. So, without any further rambling from me, let's gain some perspective with Kyle Bolin. Dude, you lost 70 pounds? Dude, yeah, I was looking at that. That's a lot of weight, man. Yeah, bro. You're looking great. Appreciate it. You feel good? I feel amazing. I, I feel bet. absolutely amazing. What would you accredit that to? Like, what were, what were you doing to lose that, that weight? Dude, honestly, man, so I've always been in, like, fitness and working out and things like that. I used to be a general manager for club fitness for, like, seven years. Okay. And I was, like, in the fitness industry for a long time. Um, truthfully though, that was like the worst shape I had ever been in, in my entire life. Just cause like it was, you know, you're there 12 hours a day. It's like super stressful, like number driven and just like managing the business and stuff. So I really like didn't devote any time to like working out and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was all about like the business and growing it and stuff like that. That's, um, that's the rub, right? Whenever you're really trying to like hustle, it's yeah. so hard to, to find that balance between yes. taking care of yourself and, mm-hmm. and grinding on whatever it is you're grinding mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And, uh, truthfully, man, COVID was like a big influence on that. Um, I'm sure you had the same situation, you know, gyms were closed. You couldn't train jujitsu. You couldn't go to, you couldn't even go to like a fitness center because they were closed for, you know, four weeks, six weeks, whatever it was. We went to the underground, bro. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's training in a friend's basement. Yeah. So I, uh, do you know who Nick Bear is? That name sounds familiar. Yeah. So he's like the owner and CEO of BPN Supplements out of, uh, he's based out of Texas. Okay. Dude, dude's a fucking monster, man. And, uh, I stumbled across his YouTube video one day and I was like trying to find things to, like stay motivated to work out. Cause you know, I couldn't go to the gym, couldn't train jujitsu or anything like that. And, uh, I started following him, man, and all he does is run. He does, like, super mar- like marathons. Like, he did, like, the Leadville 100 and all that stuff. And uh, it was just super motiva- motivating, man. And I just started running. Just got into running. Okay. Did my first half marathon last year and uh, started out horrible, though, dude. I was, like, running one mile, could barely finish it, dying, gassing, lungs were on fire. And then, you know, now I run anywhere from five to seven a day. Nice. Stuff. It's crazy, man. Beast yeah. mode. Changed my life. Would you like this? Yeah, for sure. Dude, um, yeah, running is that thing that um, – Whenever I'm I'm really getting into it, I do enjoy the benefits of running, but uh, it's uh, it's it's one of those things that like either you love it or you hate it. Yeah. And uh, but dude, I I like to get into that flow state on like a good five mile run. You're just just in your zone. Yeah, bro. Just fucking just going. Yeah, that's a good feeling. And it's uh, it was kind of like a re- I needed something to replace that feeling of not having jujitsu in my life. You yeah. Know what I mean, like that that humbling, like that getting your ass kicked, like kind of feel. So I uh. Yeah, I just started running, man. Started yeah. running, just working out in the garage. And uh, the biggest thing for me, bro, was diet. Like, diet and nutrition was, like, the hugest part of the transition to my weight loss. You know what I mean? Because I was super – I always worked out, trained, did all that stuff. But I was just, like, eating pizzas and Hot Pockets and just kind of, like, half-assing my – I was literally 20-80, and it should be 80-20. You know yeah, what I mean? so 100%. It was the and uh, changed that, man. I went completely organic, like – all the food that I eat is like grass fed, you know, grass finished, pasture raised eggs, humane raised bacon, all that stuff. Like it's just changed my life, man. Yeah. It's so fucking great. Nice. You know what I mean? Nice. So, yeah, and so when did that turn happen? Like right in right when, as COVID when, hit, right yeah. when COVID hit, everything was shut yeah. down. You're like, man, I got it. March of 2020. You know, nice. once everything got locked down and stuff, like I said, I still needed that. You turned that into a positive. I, I did, man. Yeah. And uh, COVID was definitely a positive for my life and as fucked up as that sounds. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It changed I really life. enjoyed it. Yeah. I um I I trained so much jujitsu during COVID, dude. I taught I taught five days a week at six AM. Oh really? Yeah. Oh right on. I just I just I taught so many fucking classes. I don't I, my jujitsu got exponentially better during that lockdown. Like I never stopped training. I trained mentally, you know, I was always watching videos. Yeah. I got super hooked on those Daisy Fresh guys, man. Like oh, yeah. I am fucking I gotta go up there and train one of these days. Yeah, like, we should yeah. go. We should. Yeah, dude, yeah, I like going up there to. a lot. Yeah, uh, I went up there during COVID and like uh, they had they had um, they had fucking plastic bags all over the windows so nobody could see it and my shit. Coach, my coach still has that. Yeah, yeah. Boarded up fucking windows. Exactly. Yeah. You got to make it look like it's desolate. Yeah. Fucking dude, there's so many cars outside though. How could you not know people are training exactly. up there, dude? <laughs> yeah, well, people live there, don't they? Like they live in their cars and shit. From what yeah. Crazy. Yeah, man. You pull up there, man, and uh, yeah, Wayne lives in a. He lives in a uh, an ambulance. He bought an ambulance. It turns and he lives in that. And then, um, yeah, you'll see George. He has a van. Fucking, Wild. I think Tad. Tad has two. He has a car that he drives, but then he also has a van there that he uses as like uh, a fucking like a like a closet. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's wild up there, dude. And then there's the box that's attached to the gym, which Andrew used to live in, but now he has a house. He moved out. He has, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I follow those guys pretty religiously. Yeah, man, I like them. It's so interesting because social media has changed everything. Mm-hmm. So I I started with with St. Charles MMA and Mike Rogers back yeah. in two thousand nine. And it was just a small little shithole, like just a just a small little gym. Mm-hmm. And it, and ever since I've ever been in this combat sport 
like space mm-hmm. i've always known people who just lived in gyms right. and haven't had anything and they, all they did was train right. so like whenever like andrew and bird and those guys were living up there and alejandro and all those i was just that was just normal to, yeah. to me because yeah. i've always kind of been around that mm-hmm. but i'm realizing like that shit isn't normal which is why they're so fucking popular. Right. Right. Cause nobody does that, but I'm just like, that's so normal. So I just, so with social media and like, they've just blown up right now and shout out to flow grappling. Right. Yeah, Cause yeah. that's totally why mm-hmm. it's so cool how everything shifted for them, but everybody's so fascinated with the way that they live. And I've just always taken it for granted, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's real interesting. Yeah. Like nobody lives like that. Yeah. I think that's what drew me to them the most. I was just like, man, guys really do this. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is this is as cutthroat as it gets. Like, this yeah, is real. dude, it's so. a real fucking thing. I know a lot of people who have just lived in gyms and mm-hmm. still to this day, yeah. like, not outside of those guys. Like, I know other people who are living in different gyms mm-hmm. who are just living there and just training. I think it would make them uncomfortable to like transition to like not living in one. You know what I mean? Like, that's their lifestyle. That's all they know. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Ooh, yeah, man. I I could have done that if I, I had kids whenever I, my son whenever I was twenty. Oh right on. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, my daughter never was twenty two, so I was I started really early. Not not a smart move. Right. However, had I not had kids, I totally could see myself. I could have lived in the gym and just not done shit and just been, yeah. been a gym bum. Yeah. No, I would I wouldn't be opposed to it. You know what I mean? I'm thirty now, so that wouldn't work out. No, so, yeah, I'm yeah. thirty four, bro. Right on. Right on. <laughs> I'm not trying to live in any gyms. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I like I don't train to like be a world class competitor or anything like that. I do it for more of like the you know the the self-defense, the discipline that it teaches you and stuff 100%. like that. So. Yeah, dude. So at this stage of the game, my favorite thing about jujitsu is mm-hmm. just the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man. You know, I like just talking to people. Mm-hmm. I like sharing information. I like learning. I mm-hmm. like going to different gyms and training with different people. There's so much uh, just like camaraderie yeah. in the space. The best thing about jujitsu is not actually doing jujitsu, in my opinion. It's after you've just done jujitsu and you're sitting on the mat and you're just bullshitting and like shooting, shooting the shit. Yeah, we did that yesterday. It was amazing. How many times have you just sat there on the mat for like an hour? Just, yeah. just like, oh fuck, dude, I gotta go, guys. Literally, like, <laughs> that was yesterday. Literally, it's crazy. And uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it, it the the community is so awesome too. But I also think like a lot of people are getting away from like cross training and stuff like that. That was actually that's actually a goal of mine this year is I want to start going to like different gyms. Cross training. Like, I've only trained at uh, you know, Adam Marburger. Yeah. yeah, I trained at his gym once. Um, the Alden family. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, just popped in, I popped in there one of those yeah, days. Him in court. Yeah, yeah, yeah I dude. connected with Adam just through social media and stuff, kind of like I did with you, man. Yeah, so, Adam's yeah. a great dude, man. For sure, yeah, smart guy. Really good brown belt. Um, you're probably close. Josh McKinney up there, head nod. I mean, you train with with uh, uh, with fuck Mike R- Rethmeyer. Yeah, yeah, Mike. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah, Mike's a good yeah. black belt. Yeah, he's he's dude. He's, he's gotten tough, dude. in really good shape. Yeah, he uh, and I think a lot of it was due to his injuries and stuff too. Like a lot, of, I don't think a lot of people know he has like really bad arthritis in like both of his hips and stuff like Does that. He? He's had like stem cell, stem cells. Um, he's had them replaced, and he's he's still dealing with it. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah. So I'd hate to see that guy healthy. He's you still just I mean? trucking along. Yeah, but he's yeah, in man. phenomenal shape compared to where he was. I, yeah. I mean, I've seen some before and after pictures he's posted. He's got yeah. in, in great shape. He's been a big motivation in my life too. I've been uh, last last week was actually five years under him and. Uh, yeah, man, he's he's a super motivating guy. He's he's no fucking bullshit. He doesn't cookie cut or anything. Like we joke around and have fun in class, but like I, I love his style and his teaching technique and stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? So he's real, you know, 
He's real by the book, you know. Nice. So, You're a blue yeah. belt, right? Yeah. Five years into this thing. I've only been a blue belt for a year, though. I was a white belt for a long time, man. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. No, I'm. I, you take time off. Yeah, and I'm a nogi guy. I don't really, I don't really care about rank, man. Like as long as I'm You're progressing and I can, you know, I can hold my own and I can feel like I'm getting better against higher level guys. That's really all that matters to me. You yeah. I mean? The belt's just a resemblance of, you know, your dedication and stuff. So it's just a part of it. Yeah. yeah I mean, the absolutely. belt's come. It's definitely mm-hmm. more about just doing it. Yeah. I've for noticed sure. a lot of people kind of follow. Everybody has their own. Everybody has their own journey, but I've noticed a lot of people kind of follow similar trends throughout their jujitsu kind of journey. Mm-hmm. Like kind of all white belts kind of do similar things. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, everybody's so tense and just goes so hard, and it's yeah. like you learn how to calm down, you yeah. learn how to relax, yeah. and then you kind of you'll find your, yourself where man, you start getting way too defensive. It's like, all right, now let me let me start being more offensive. Start mm-hmm. looking for some things, yep. and then you start kind of playing with different things and, and really settling into your game as like a purple belt. So mm-hmm. it's like this natural progression that everybody kind of goes through. It's yeah. just yeah. everybody's not everybody's on the same timeline. Yeah. I was a, I was definitely a slow starter. I never like wrestled or anything. I did anything combative growing up. I just started training jujitsu when I was 27, 26 or 27. And okay. uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, you get better as you go. You just keep showing up, man. Yeah. That's, I think that's, what I've learned the most. So, so you were in the you you worked in the gym space mm-hmm. before. So, were you like a, a so you have you always kind of been like in the fitness? Were you did you start off in the fitness space and then you, you transitioned into to cannabis from there? No. So I worked at Club Fitness for about seven years. Um, was a general manager there for about five and a half, and they got bought out. You know that whole transition mm-hmm. where like all your all the hard work and dedication that you had put in previously really didn't mean anything, and you're kind yeah. of just like starting from zero. And the guys that took it over just kind of like, we're bringing their friends in. And, you yeah. know, it's just kind of one of those things. You so know? you started there as a GM? No, I started there as an assistant GM. Okay. Yeah. I so was like working running at, the business. Yeah, I was working at a car wash at the time. That was my first job. And I just got really cool with the manager there at the time. And he was like, man, you'd be a great fit here. I love your personality, blah, 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 all this stuff. And okay. uh, I was like, sure. You know, I was 18 at the time. So got it. it sounded good. The money was good. Yeah, yeah good, so. good people. Like, so you're a business guy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I love business, man. Oh, dude. I love growth, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, I geek yeah. out on business, bro. Yeah, I bet. I see you got, you, you do a lot, man. Yeah. I, I'm trying, man. Yeah. I'm feeling like I'm in this space right now where I, I'm feeling a lot of fucking momentum right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's really funny because um, we're, wa- so my fiance and I were watching the show called Billions. Have you seen it? It's on Showtime. I feel like I have. I feel like it's, I've heard of it's it. It's about this dude who's, uh, he's like a, a, he's a billionaire. He's a, he, mm-hmm. he trades. He's just he, he runs a, a capital firm. Oh, cool. Um, but there the there was a scene in there last night where the guy was talking about the dip. Which have you read that book, The Dip I have, by actually. Seth Godin? Yeah, so he absolutely. just referenced that. Yeah. He's like he's like the dip where you know you feel like you're you know it's the moment where you feel like it's it's right before you you fail, but mm-hmm. it's really the moment right before you succeed. The, like the dip. So I, he she, he said that and it really resonated <laughs> for me because I felt like. In like October, November mm-hmm. of uh, uh, like the year ending, like I was kind of in that that space, yeah. really in a negative headspace, and then like it just kind of turned in December, and then now I just feel like I'm on fucking rocket fuel. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I love hearing Seth Godin's the shit, dude. Yeah, it's a great book. Um, I've, I actually I tell you read a lot. I've read some of those books you have here. I, I enjoy reading, man. Yeah, dude. I was a uh, an overnight security guard. Okay. At one point, for like nine months, mm-hmm. and uh, probably like in my early 20s and i read so many fucking books it was because it was just like eight hours a night yeah like, i'm all i could really do is read so mm-hmm. i read like a book every three days that's badass i damn near went through i definitely went through all of seth godin's books i read so many business books it was it was, it was actually a really pivotal time in my life because i learned how to learn does that make sense Absolutely. like i did, wasn't very good at school or learning Same. or anything like i was okay i figured out the thing but mm-hmm. after that i was just exceptionally better 
Yeah, I was a D student, man. I barely skimmed through high school. I never went to college. You know, I've always just worked. You know? Yeah. I, just, I, I, be, I believe that um, following your passion and doing what you want to do might not always mean you need to go to school and get educated. Um, I think a big thing with, like, schooling is, like, if you're going to go to school to be a doctor or medicine or, like, IT, those are – obviously, you have to go to school for things like that. But, like, for what you're doing, what I'm trying to do, man, I mean, you just got to have some hard work, man. Yeah. It's discipline. You know? 100%, dude. Yeah. You know, I think the narrative – was like you're supposed to go this path at least for me growing up like mm-hmm. this was like the narrative. you're supposed to go to college you're supposed to get a job and you're supposed to do this this and this mm-hmm. and i actually bought into that like i went and, and got my undergrad and i even i went back and got my master's because i was i was working at express scripts like this corporate space i was in the call center oh cool yeah. and uh, i was there for like three fucking years i'm like man i'm not getting any jobs it was yeah. like a de- so i was like all right let me get my master's that did help me get a better job but then they hit me with the random drug test and i got fired for cannabis damn yeah not because of my performance, I was actually fucking crushing it as a project manager, and then uh, that completely just shifted my whole paradigm and the way I look at things. I'm like, man, that was just such a waste yeah. of just time. Because to your point, you can create any sort of opportunity for yourself. You don't need to to go that that path. Like you said, for for some, for sure. Sure. But I don't know why like that. It, the, the message is changing now, but mm. at at the time, that was not something that was really being talked about yeah and a lot of times too like with most companies even where you want to work you can just like start at the bottom you know start at a bare bones position and just work yourself up yeah um, and that's kind of what i've always done in my life yeah so, a lot of companies aren't requiring degrees anymore most like, like a lot of the big ones yeah, like i don't, personally like i do a lot of interviewing for my you know for my company and stuff and i don't give a shit if you have a fucking bachelor's or a GED, you know what I mean? It's how you carry yourself, how you, you know, how you work, your work ethic and stuff. So yeah, the problem with that though, is like, it's easy to interview people and hire, but it's, it's hard to manage. And I think that's where a lot of people get that misconceptions. Cause like their problems become your problem because they work for your company. You know what I mean? So it's like the biggest thing with managing, managing and leading people, I think is building that relationship with them. You know what I mean? So, um, there's more to it than just like pointing fingers and telling them where to go and you know, what position they need to do for the day and stuff. It's a, it's a, it's a relationship building thing. And I think once you can master that, everything else falls into place. So yeah, right. You gotta, yeah. you gotta build that trust, right? Absolutely. And same, same with you and me. Like if I'm showing up, like I expect you to show up too, you know what I mean? So I mean, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Yeah, so. man, that, that is for sure the challenging thing, right? Managing all the different personalities <clears throat> mm-hmm. and, and different, I mean, cause you can't, you can't take the same approach for every single person, right? It's so individual. And I'll tell you too, Adam, nowadays, man, it's like motherfuckers don't want to work. Like they just, <laughs> they don't want to work. They want to show up and get paid. And that is literally it. And it's just like, those are the hardest people to manage, man. So, oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But gotta do what you gotta do. Dude, so. the, the, the victim mentality runs deep today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, uh, I had a guy on my team and, uh, Nothing was his his fault ever. Oh sure. It's like yeah. you got into a car accident, but it wasn't your fault. You were yeah. late today, but it wasn't your fault. Yeah. This is happening, but it's not your fault. Yep. It's hey, bro. Listen, I don't have time for your shit. Mm-hmm. Why is this not your fault? Yeah, take some ownership. Yep. And then they get mad. Yeah. We live in a world where people just live to make excuses, man, and they just they yeah. think that's like the way to get through life now which which is fine you can do that but I I don't want those people around me exactly you know I mean? not in my circle well the good news is there's enough of 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 people like us that mm-hmm. don't think like that right it makes it easier for us to win I agree I agree and the thing is just don't have those people around you That's yes. what I've learned in my life you know 100%. in the last couple of years you know so I think it's very important to like audit the energy that you mm. allow around you yeah yeah take an inventory on yourself man that's I follow a lot of the guys that you follow too, like Andy Frisella, all those guys, like Sean Whalen. Um, and those guys have been a huge influence on like 
how I manage and what I do throughout my daily life too. So yeah, just following people you want to be like, I think is the, the first step and then executing and doing that. Right. So, right. Yeah. 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 I mean, you got to surround yourself with, you know, the, the right people. Mm-hmm. You got to, the, the things that you're watching and listening to, like mm-hmm. you got to feed yourself the right things. Yeah. Like, you know, mentally yeah. and, and also like how you eat, like all these things matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to dictate like what kind of, what kind of reality you're going to have. I agree. And I, I always say you feel your body with dog shit, man. You're going to feel like dog shit. Yeah. You know dude. I mean? And like always learning. Like I, I, I try to read a book a month, you know, that's my goal. Sometimes I do good. Sometimes I don't, you know, but yeah, you know, I still, I still get it done. Yeah. 10 pages a day. That's like the goal. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a solid goal. I try yeah. to do the same. Yeah, it doesn't happen every day. Some days I'll read 20, and then I don't read for like three days. and then. Man, know. honestly, yeah, that's it's, it's really my – it's the thing. I really enjoy reading, Yeah. but I'm not always consistent as I as I really would like to be. Mm-hmm. I got to get better at that. Like yesterday, for example, from the moment I woke up until – yeah, I think I woke up at, at – I woke up at 7, and then from the moment I went to bed till 11, I was just – going i did two podcasts yeah. yesterday that's at a, a, a couple meetings it was just mm-hmm. so fucking busy yesterday yep. I, I, I didn't even eat until the end of the day i didn't drink nearly enough water yesterday can't do that bro i know dude exactly yeah. it was like what the fuck am i doing like yeah. damn i am slacking today it was just one of those days i'm like man i thought to myself all right i did this today i can't keep doing this because if i let this turn into two days into three days into four days yeah it's a slippery slope and you'll get you'll You'll wake up and you'll be like, "Fuck, dude, I'm 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 20 pounds overweight and I yeah. feel like shit." Yeah, and you know, yeah, you know. dude. I think if you win 90 percent of your week, you're in a good spot. You know yeah, what I mean? everybody slacks off. I mean, even the most motivated, successful people, man, everybody has their days. You know, everybody falls off. Whether it's a week, a day, one day out of the month, whatever. Yeah, you know, so you don't have to be perfect. Not at all. No. Yeah. I think if you are and you think you are, then you're you're gonna be right where you're at for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, bro, that's you know ego. I mean? Yeah, for sure, ego's huge. Yeah, ego, discipline, confidence, man, those are you know you have those two confidence and discipline, I think you're going to go very far in life. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of people don't have. And I think a lot of people, it's easy to get motivated. It's hard to be disciplined. You know what I mean? Cause like I could watch you do a video or like a badass move in jujitsu, like, cool, man, I'm gonna go train jujitsu tomorrow. Then I don't train for two weeks, you know, like yeah. it's continually doing that every single day. Right. Yeah. Motivation is fleeting. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know, it's kind of like that whole, that, you know, getting the fire started, right? But it's mm-hmm. not going to keep it going type shit. Yeah, because I get asked all the time, they're like, man, how do you get up and run and then go train jujitsu and do all this? And I don't, it, it's not motivation for me anymore at this point. It's passion. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy it. It's part right. of my life. You know, plan on doing it every single day. What's a day look like for you? Um, Well, typical day, you know, I work, you know, 40, 50 hours a week, five days a week. Um, If I go to work in the morning, usually I get there at six o'clock. You know, I'm there till two, three in the afternoon. I'll get home, chill for a little bit. Either I go train jujitsu or I go run, go to the gym. Um, pretty simple life, man. Like I don't, I mean, I'm good for some beers and stuff on the weekend and I, I don't definitely don't go out and party as much as I used to back in my early days. Yeah. Um, I'm more about like growth and just trying to, trying to do the right thing, man, and be a good person and yeah. be faithful to my girlfriend and you know, all that stuff. Just be a good dog dad. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Dude, simplicity is key, dude. Yeah, dude. I, I believe in structure. I think, um, a lot of my life, I was just kind of like all over the place and, you know, worried about what other people were doing. And, you know, I see Adam's training jujitsu this weekend or he's out partying. I should be doing that, you know, and not focusing on really myself, you mm-hmm. know, and that's something I've changed and pivoted over the last 24 months. And I think it's changed my life significantly. Okay. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Dude, comparison's the thief of joy, dude. Yeah, for sure. It'll fuck you up real yeah. bad. Fucked me up for a long time, man. Early 20s, all through high school. And I think, uh, I think the first part of that is, you know, admitting that problem and then, you know, correcting it. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I think that. That's something most 
young people deal with that whole you know well for, you know as as you're you're getting older you know your brain's still not fully developed right when we actually graduate correct high school so we're our brain's still growing we're still kind of coming into our own figuring out who we are our mm-hmm. own self-identity yeah right there's like that struggle whenever you're a teenager right you're trying to break from your parents you're trying to just be your own person and then mm-hmm. you start figuring out who the fuck you are but then I, there's this there's this overwhelming feeling of like time running out Mm -hmm. and you need to make a choice. And then you start looking at all your peers and shit. And it all starts in in my mind in high school, you're, you're in like this artificial environment where everybody you're around is essentially, it's not like you chose to be around these, to, to be around these Mm -hmm. people. You're just there because of, proximity right so some kids will end up having zero friends some will have a whole bunch of friends Mm -hmm. you'll get this really weird sense of of what the world is really like because so many people they'll get out of that that setting Mm -hmm. and they'll find their own community and they'll totally flourish absolutely but you get you get started in this weird place where it's a weird ass ecosystem and you're 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 ranked in your class Mm -hmm. so now it's just this constant comparison oh i'm i'm 300th out of 500 students or some shit. You know what I mean? So you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're ranked. It's just all this shit that makes you super, like you just start comparing yourself. You're Correct. already, you're already kind of thinking in that way. Mm-hmm. And then kids are graduating. Some are going to college. If you're not going to college, oh shit, I'm a fucking loser. Or, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yep. There's all these narratives that are coming into place because they're telling you you're supposed to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And if you don't fit this mold, then you're just like an outcast or whatever the case may yep. be. And even if you do fit the mold, that may not be good. You know what I mean? It's just, right. It just puts you in this weird way of thinking. Yep. And I'm a, I'm a big believer that social media has a huge impact on that. For and a that lot of makes people. it worse. Yeah, absolutely. Because exactly. you're sitting there and like, I'd say 99, 98 to 99% of what you see on social media is always the good. And then, yeah, it's the highlight yeah, reel. Yeah, like everybody's like, oh, look at this. I bought this or I'm doing this this weekend. But deep down, I think most of those people are fucking miserable, man. You know Dude, I mean? I'm not going to post on there that I just laid on the couch for three days, depressed exactly. watching fucking yeah. Netflix. Nobody talks about that. <laughs> I'm not you know going to tell mean? you I did that yeah. on my fucking social media, right? Yeah. But it's definitely happened. I've definitely done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think the people that actually are open and admit those things, they gain a lot of traction because then they start getting other people to like – be inspired to tell their story or also just reach out to you and be like, Hey dude, I fucking needed to read that today. Like I really appreciate it. I'm going through the same thing. I've had that happen before too, you know, with me, cause I've been a lot more open and public with my, my life on social media, you know, sharing my story basically. And, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's had a very, I've had a very positive impact with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just getting started. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I'm just excited. being honest. Yeah. Be honest, man. Be, being honest with yourself. I think it's the very first step and just admitting that, you know, every, we all have our own problems, man. 100%. You know? So yeah, bro, it's cool. Yeah, the idea that you're always supposed to be happy, I don't know where the hell that came from. Yeah. But our culture seems to be in a place where it's all about everybody needs to be safe. Everybody mm-hmm. needs to be happy. Mm-hmm. And But when is that ever the case? When is everybody ever fuck Like, there, you have to be sad sometimes. It's just Absolutely. A, it's just a part of this human experience. Yes. Right? Which, so then we had that whole period of the mass it's still today right just so many people are, are prescribed ssris yeah. um it, because they're 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 not happy yeah you know some people for sure need that but a lot of people just need to change their fucking life and do some shit do some hard things eat better get some sleep drink some water literally right yeah some lifestyle change things. your friends you know what i mean change, change your on the people you hang out with i think that's a big influence on a lot of people gain some yeah gain yeah. some community <laughs> yeah absolutely um yeah i agree totally Yeah, man, we're not always supposed to be happy, dude. So, you know, that's just, it's just a part of it. Um, 
So, so now you're 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 managing the largest dispensary. Not the largest, the number one dispensary in the state of Illinois as far okay. as like volume okay. and, you know, customers and stuff like that. So Wh- which one is it? Is it? So I'm at the Ascend Wellness in Collinsville. Ascend Wellness yeah, in Collinsville. Yeah, so currently I'm the operations manager there. And pretty much a day-to-day there, man. I just, uh, you know, I, I'm in charge of, like, literally every department, which is, like, that stuff's fucking phenomenal, by the delicious. way. Yeah, it's called banana pudding. Banana pudding. So it's by Revolution. Cookies Revo- and cream have been... Banana Punch, number yeah. seven. Yeah, it's phenomenal, dude. So they're actually the number one cultivator in the state of Illinois. They've won every category in the Cannabis Cup with, like, flower from sativa, hybrid indicas, um, yeah. edibles, you know, things like that. So they're 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 legit, man. Oh, this is, so you know this is legit because it has the terpene content. See, for all for all the real people in the in the space, they want to know <laughs> what the terpene profile is because I, don't tell me if it's sativa or indica because that doesn't mean shit. It's funny you say that, man. So a lo- I'd say I'd say a, a vast majority of our customers they just like high THC. Yeah, they just like, like where's yeah. the highest THC? Just, what is just, it? I don't just care. Get me fucked up, bro. And I'm like, dude, I've smoked weed that's been like 34 percent, and then I've also smoked weed that's been 11 percent. I've been just as high, if not mm-hmm. higher. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Riding around thinking everybody's a fucking cop and shit off this like low grade weed, but it's like really high in terpene content. Dude, cannabis is just such an interesting plant because I mean, as it as it's exposed to more oxygen, it will actually change its profile, right? Because right. the oxygen will will increase the CBG, right? Yep. Yep. So it it will it will taste different. Like I've noticed, like this what we have right here, it's like kind of the end of what I have. So it's, I feel like mm-hmm. it's it's tasting a little bit harsher than yeah. whenever I first I first got it. Yeah. And uh, it's like it's just it's just so interesting. This plant, you know, it, are we growing it or is it growing us? Right. It grows everywhere in the world, and yeah. it's everywhere that humans are. It has done a really good job to make sure that it stays around. Yeah. And I'll tell you something, Adam. I've been in this game for three years now in the industry, and everybody smokes weed, man. Cops, lawyers, doctors. Motherfuckers come in there with scrubs on. Like, they just don't care. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I think a lot of people are past the point of, like, because when we first started, they're like, man, I just hope I don't run anybody from work from here, blah, blah. And I'm in my head, I'm like, if you run for somebody from work from here, you guys are here for the same reason. You know what I mean? Exactly. Now you know you smoke weed. You know? Exactly. So there's, a, there's a connection there. So cannabis is fuck. I love it, man. I I prior to getting into this industry, I was actually in corporate banking. I was a branch manager for uh, US Bank. Okay. And I fucking was miserable, bro. Yeah. Did it for 2 years. I was not a desk suit and tie guy like consolidating debts and booking <laughs> loans and shit. Like it just wasn't for me and I was fucking miserable, dude. Like yeah. stressed out, gaining weight, like cortisol levels are all fucked, like everything was fucked up. Yeah. And um and uh, I just, yeah, it just wasn't for me. And a buddy of mine at the time, he uh, he was working for a company, lost his job, and he was door dashing. Uh-huh. And uh, prior to it being Ascend Wellness, it was HCI, which was a medical facility in Collinsville at the same location that it's in now. Um, it was called HCI Alternatives. And then he went in there one day because he was door dashing. I, fuck, I never went to Collinsville prior to, like, working there. You know, I'm from O'Fallon, Swansea area and stuff. So okay. I just never really had any d- reason to go to Collinsville other than when I worked at the Club Fitness there back in, like, 2013. You know Got what I mean? It. So... He went in there and he was just like, hey, how do I get a job here? And this was six months prior to the end of Prohibition where January 1, 2020 was around the corner and then recreation was legal in the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. So timing was fucking everything, man. We got in there at the right time. He called me right after. He was like, hey, bro, I just went in there, talked to the manager. I got an interview next week. He's like, I think you should apply here too. I think they're looking for a bunch of people. So I did that, you know. Nice. And I went from making fucking – I was actually making really good money at the bank and then I went down to $13 an hour and I got that first check and I was like, fuck, I got to figure something out quick. You yeah. Know what I mean, just moved up really fast. So – I'm glad I got in there at the time I did because I learned everything. I learned the science behind it, all the background stuff. Because in order to work at a medical facility, you got to do a bunch of testing and shit, man, before you can even talk to a customer or mm-hmm. what w- would be considered at the time a patient. You know what I mean? So right. like, they're all in there for, you know, whatever the qualifying condition may be, whether it's 
PTSD was a big one. HIV, um, all kinds of shit, dude. Yeah. You know, oh man. Yeah. A lot of pain management. Yeah, man. And, um, lost my train of thought there, but uh, you were talking about, you know, you know, you started, you, you took the cut from working at the bank, yeah. you worked, worked your way through the ranks. Yeah. And then we, uh, and then we got taken over by a sin wellness, um, who the CEO, his name is Abner, you know, he's out there out of Boston and stuff like that. Super fucking smart guy, man. Super intelligent. Um, went to Harvard and stuff. Oh. This guy's just fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they came in, bought it out. They had all these new regional managers come in and stuff that they hired throughout the thing. And, uh, I just got really close with them and they were like, Hey, do you have a resume? And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know, I just gave my resume and then I told him my background and stuff and just kind of got a management position right off the bat from there. Nice. You know, same with my buddy. He's also a manager there too. That got me the job there pretty much or inspired me to go there basically. Yeah. So yeah, man. A lot of growth. Um, the, the industry's fucking crazy, man. Like, it's it's so new, and it's so evolving, and it's so fast-paced, so there's just so much change. You know what I mean? So my recommendation to anybody that wants to get in the industry, that should be the first thing you could be able to adapt to is change because it just it's constant. Yeah, ever-evolving. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Regulations are constantly changing. It's so regulated through the state of Illinois, too. And mm-hmm. Illinois is probably one of the most corrupt fucking states when it comes to, like, cannabis and stuff, which is crazy to me because all the money that my location alone brings into the state – it's it's just nuts, you know what I mean? And they fucking pick on you. It's crazy, bro. Like it, it's crazy. They should be super lax, but it's com- you, it's completely opposite. You're in a really uh, interesting state because it's completely host- held hostage by one city, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Chicago completely yeah. Influ- like dictates and influences the politics mm-hmm. of the state, mm-hmm. but it, that 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 state isn't really representative of the. In- or that city isn't really representative of the entire state. Correct. <laughs> That's what they think of though when they hear Illinois, but literally they know where we're at, you mm-hmm. know, deep in the south, like it's yeah. like it's not Chicago, you know. Not I mean? at so, all. Yeah. So, yeah, most most uh, probably a majority of of Illinois is just kind of held hostage by one one city. Yeah. Kind of like this whole thing with like the COVID stuff too. It's like a lot of the stipulations and regulations stem from there because it's just so crazy up there, I guess. But yeah, there's a lot more people. Yeah, you know, um, in, in a densely populated area. Yeah. So it just, I guess, it just garners so much political power. And Chicago's never really been. Has Chicago ever really been known as a politically pure city? No idea. <laughs> like, let's just be real. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> it's funny, man. Prior to COVID, I never really got into politics and like me neither presidential I, stuff until now, man. I'm just all into. I'm, I'm invested. You know. I didn't know it's if interesting. It, dude. Here's the thing. I've always been of the thought that if if I just keep my head down and I just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm I'm just kind of focused on just just doing my thing and, mm-hmm. and being successful and and things will still kind of work out no matter what's happening Absolutely. in the political space Absolutely. because it always just kind of seemed more of the same no matter who was in. Right. But yeah. now we're in a space where I, I feel that I can't do that. Yeah. I can't just ignore what's happening because it seems like if you do, you're gonna fuck around and find yourself in a place to where. You, you can't there's no coming back from you know you can you, we're I, it feels like we're losing freedoms absolutely man. and absolutely yeah and and we're never going to get them back so it doesn't feel like i can just keep my head down and just grind and ignore what's going on there mm-hmm. because if i do i'll just i'll just i'll wake up one day and like i don't know what the fuck is going on and i'll be in a really bad spot it's like no you have to pay attention right now yeah and i'm almost to the point too like i've paid so much attention and i've just heard the word covid for the last two and a half fucking years and i'm just like over it i'm just i don't care anymore no yeah covid isn't anything i'm scared of no not at all i've, I've had it um i was sick for like two days i never got like sick though like mm-hmm. i never had like congestion or anything i was just fucking fatigued man. i was just tired for yeah like two days but 
I also trained really hard, like running and jujitsu and stuff prior to that. So I don't know if it was like a shock to my system, but I tested positive. You know yeah. What I mean? So well, it probably helps that you got really healthy. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm super big into like supplementation as far as like you know vitamins and stuff like that. Um, big first form guy. Use all their products basically. I don't really use like protein powders or anything. It's pretty much their Opti Greens and like their multivitamin pack. Yeah, just I, my food. Yeah, you know? I do their multivitamin pack. I think if I think if when people are talking about supplements. If you're going to spend your money on something, I think that a, a really good multivitamin at the very minimum is going to go a very long way. Yep. If you're just trying to, like, what's going to get me the, the most, like, what's the, the, the minimum effective dose? It's like, man, get you a really good multivitamin. And they have a great vitamin pack. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a huge advocate for natural foods. Oh, that tastes delicious. Yeah, that's called cheetah piss, actually. It's from cookies. Cheetah piss. Yeah. Fuck yeah, drink the. It's really good. I drink the piss of a cheetah. Yeah, yeah, it's probably one of my favorite strengths. And we had a huge cookies drop. You know, you know the brand cookies, like burner and stuff. Yep. We were carrying all their stuff for a while, and uh, yeah, we had like all their shit. But this was definitely probably my favorite strain out of them. Nice for sure. Um, but no, back to what we were saying though, dude. As I'm a huge believer in like nutrition from your food. You know, like I eat a lot of elk. I mm. eat a lot of like grass fed fucking red meats, nice. um, stuff like that. So Me I, too. I feel like a lot of uh, I could tell the transition from. When I was my previous diet to now, like, I, dude, I just have fucking insane energy, man. And mm-hmm. I don't drink a lot of caffeine. I might drink a Red Bull or a cup of coffee a day, and that's pretty much my caffeine source. But my energy levels are all throughout the day. Yeah. You know, so. Man, I just had um, my boy here yesterday. His name's Stu Beef. And uh, he's eating, uh, I think, four ounces of raw liver a I day. I say that. Yeah. Everybody's on this liver kick. You he's know who on... Liver King is? Yeah. You heard of this guy? This guy's well, fucking first of all, man. Liver King's on all of the fucking juice. I... Absolutely. Dude, he's yeah. so roided the fuck yeah. out. But... My boy tried to argue me that he wasn't. Oh, like, You're fucking nuts, no, dude. that guy's, he's yeah. yoked out. But yeah, he's insane. He's a monster. I don't, man, I don't know how I feel about, I'm real textural. I'm not really big and I don't know if I can do the wrong. I throw up, dude. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about trying it out. Yeah. But no, he's dude. He's getting. He's eating the the raw mm-hmm. liver. But he orders everything from this place. Let me see here. I pulled it up yesterday. He's getting. He orders it every week. He's getting raw milk. He gets his eggs from this place. Cool. He, he gets his beef. It's all. It's all grass fed. Grass finished. It's called the uh, Fed from the Farm. It's this place. It's in Sedalia, Missouri. Okay. But yeah, you get eggs and raw milk and all this shit that he gets from them. So I get all my meat actually off of. Uh, it's called. It's well, it's, it's a website, but it's a place. It's called uh, Jackson Hole Meat Company. It's out of Wyoming. Okay, that's where I get all my like my bison and my elk and shit like that. Nice. It's a little pricey, but I mean, it's 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 the real shit. Yeah, I mean, it's super fucking good, man. And uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a big advocate for that. But I think um, you know that's that's the beauty of supplements too, though. If you're lacking in a certain area, you know, take a supplement. Do you of, do organ meats? Mm, not really. Not at all. No. I uh so Man. going back to the liver thing too. So I have a really good friend her name is Tara. She lives out in California. She's like a fucking doctor in nutrition. And her diet dude is fucking insane. But so she's on this liver kick too. Like everybody's on this liver kick right now. I'm going to get on it. I got to try it. Dude, organ meats are for sure where it's at. Yeah. I've been on organs for a while. Well, what she'll do, bro, is she'll she'll slice it up into little like pill like I don't know, they're like you could swallow them, basically. She'll cut them up, puts them in her ice tray, mm-hmm. and then freezes them, and then just takes one every morning and okay. just swallows it. I was like, fuck, I'm going to try that because I, I can't do that shit, man. It's not for me. For, so f- for a while, I was just doing um, I was just doing like an organ supplement. I was getting from uh, this, this company called Ancestral Eats, and they were just – I mean, you could get – you could get um, straight liver or you could get – they had like beef organs, which was like liver, heart, spleen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, uh, they, I think they have like a marrow, they had just all these different, so you could, you yeah, could supplement, nuts. and it's just a pill, you just swallow it. Yeah. So I was doing that, 
Um, dude, it's funny because we were just talking about this yesterday. But growing up, dude, I remember as a kid, liver and onions was uh, a a meal that people actually like kind of talked about and yeah. had. And you don't yeah. ever hear about that anymore. Fuck like it's no. not a thing. Everybody door dashes, man. Mm-hmm. Nobody cooks anymore. Yeah, dude, liver's the most nutrient dense part of yeah. of an animal. Bro. I gotta try it, man. I told my boy I was gonna give it like a thirty day thing. I've been on this. Uh, you ever heard of you know what kraut is like sauerkraut, kraut and shit. Mm-hmm. So you can get like ba- I get like bags of it. This the girl that I was talking about, Tara, the nutritionist out in California. She turned me on to this too. It's like just a bunch of live probiotics and stuff like that. Yep. I just do a spoonful every morning. Yeah, it's dude. fucking nasty. I hate it. You don't like sauerkraut? Oh, man, I don't like the texture of it. It's weird. Mm, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you could I could tell the difference. I'm on like day fourteen, but. I fuck yeah. with sauerkraut, bro. I put cat. I put. Uh, oh, man, I can't do it. Dude. I, I put I mustard on it. Yeah. Oh. And I'll just eat it with some sausage. No way. Pff, my shit, mm-hmm. dude. I yeah. I try to do. I try to do different fermented things. Um, kimchi. I, I'll try that. It's not really my jam. Me either. I don't I'm really jasmine like rice it. guy, dude. Yeah. That's my that's my carb source and shit. Yeah. But, or potatoes. I love potatoes. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm huge into gut health too, man. I think that is a big proponent in like your daily life function as far as like your brain, the way yeah. you think, and things like that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Works for me. You know I mean? Well, there's that whole, I mean, there's the gut-brain axis. Absolutely. So, I mean, like up to 90% of your serotonin is actually produced in your gut. So, yeah. you know, that whole happiness hormone is in your gut. Yeah, bro. It's crazy. And a lot of those too, and like that's where it comes, like that's a big study with cannabis too, is like your CB1, CB2 receptors and stuff like that in your brain. So like your CB2 receptor in your brain actually controls all that, like your gut, you know, your immune system and stuff. It's pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah. fascinating. Yeah, and then the CB1 is like more like, your motor thinking, like your thinking and things like that. So that's what triggers a lot of like different, um, that's why a lot of cannabis, like different strains and stuff have those psychoactives and, you know, the different terpene contents and stuff, they like radiate those little CB1 receptors and shit. And it, everybody reacts differently to cannabis too. So like what works for me might not work for me from a medical standpoint. You right. Know what I mean? Um, but the most common thing is like a lot of people that have like PTSD and paranoia, you know, obviously stay away from like sativas. Really? Things that are racy, you know, keep you up and stuff, and it kind of mm. kind of triggers that anxiety and shit. So, but yeah, man, it's crazy. Yeah, the the more we're learning, the the more we're able to actually study, yeah. and and actually get good information. It's so fascinating. It's fascinating, right? Because the endocannabinoid system is is one of the if it's one of the the first like human systems that we have, right? Right. So we've evolved with this thing. Like we are there's a there's a reason why this is so helpful yeah right like this is it's it's essentially you know it's essentially supposed we're like we're supposed to do this thing <laughs> i mean it's not for every- smoke cannabis yeah smoke or, cannabis? or or maybe consume it in some form or fashion yeah absolutely. you know it's, it's been a part of civilization for so long yeah. right like that i mean why else would we have that system mm-hmm. from such an it's one of our first systems that we have yeah i love it now though because it's just it's way less like frowned upon if you smoke weed. Like back in yeah. high school and shit, I was a stoner. You know, I started smoking. Around. I think I, first time I smoked was, I think I was six, 15 or sixteen. I don't. I think I was fifteen. And uh, you know, I was out of a Mountain Dew can. My mom was out of town, and me and my buddy, my buddy came over and he had some weed. Yeah. Went from there, man. Hooked ever since. Love it. You were fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I was fourteen or fifteen, and I started smoking too. Yeah. Didn't smoke like religiously after that. It would be like you know a Friday night thing with the boys or something right around. Oh, you're better than me. I smoked before school and shit. Yeah. See, I was never like that. I'm still like that to this day. Like I smoke. Like I'll. S- I'm good on this. I don't. Know okay, if you want that's it. fine. I'll just put it out. Yeah, for I'm, sure, bro. I'm pretty high. I uh, like I'm a very functional smoker, but I'm at the point now, bro, where like I only really smoke at the end of the day. I might smoke before jujitsu or something. I just yeah. I, I love to smoke. Like Damn, so we, took, we, we took you out your zone just now then. 
No, I mean, that's a thing too, though, dude. What's funny about it is like now, like where I'm, I, I kind of just smoke t- at the end of the day kind of a thing, but like I can hang with them, man. I could just smoke all day. Mm-hmm. I still can do that. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, I, I choose not to. So no, I get it's it. like a rewarding thing for me now. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I usually do a little bit in the morning and then, yeah, at the end of the day, there was a period where I was just smoking all day. I'm like, man, I got to chill. For sure. And I'm so busy now, dude. And like, that it, makes it easier. Time is definitely not on my side when it comes to just chilling and smoking. Exactly. Anymore, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, and I'm cool with that. Like totally cool with that. So. Yeah, dude. You just get going and it's yeah. just like, it's not, it's not even a thing. <clears throat> no. You're just busy. But I could smoke like and go to a family event, go to work, you know, things like that. I could totally do it, but I just, it's just a personal thing. I just choose not to. I used to do it all the time. Smoke before school, work lunch breaks whatever yeah so. i stopped smoking before school because um this was it was whenever it was my sophomore year i was super excited mm-hmm. and i was like yeah this is fun this is cool and i'd get mm-hmm. super high and I, I i was going to uh i had science we, we did four classes a day i had science the first class that was just fine i was good at science and then yeah. i'd pe the next class and then yeah. after pe i'd be so fucking tired and then I'd go straight to Spanish class, and I'd mm-hmm. go to sleep. <laughs> I oh, was, yeah. I, for whatever reason, foreign language just never really like clicks in my brain, mm-hmm. and um, and I just gave up. I didn't give a shit. It was Spanish too. I'm like, fuck this. So yeah. I just slept every day, and I failed that class. And then um, I got kicked out. He's like, he's like, I don't think you should be back in here the next semester. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm the same with that, like foreign language, but it's so fascinating to me. I love when people speak like Spanish, especially like in jiu-jitsu, Portuguese yes. is huge. Like, so at this shit. point in my life, I, man, I'm so, I was just thinking about this the other day. I'm going to really dedicate myself to, I've always wanted to learn Spanish. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I'm same. Gonna, I, I really just need to just put myself in uncomfortable positions mm-hmm. and just practice it. Yeah. Like it can be as simple as just doing my best to to whenever I go order some food to make sure that I do it in Hell Spanish yeah. or something. Where would you learn? How would you learn it? Like Rosetta Stone, or would you hire somebody? You know, I actually have Rosetta Stone, and Dope. it was it was some. Dude, I was super dedicated on it for like three months. Okay, and um and then it was cool because I actually went on a trip and I could kind of people were were speaking in Spanish and I could kind of understand what the yeah, fuck they're saying. Like I'm like, oh, this is cool, and uh and then I just I just stopped doing it. So mm-hmm. man, what I think I need to do. Is maybe something I can get back on that, or maybe like uh, bilingual or something. But then also, yeah. like I said, like find somebody that would be willing to practice with me. Like maybe mm-hmm. join one of these groups or something that yeah. I can actually speak to somebody on yeah. a regular basis and actually have these conversations. And actually, here's the thing: my actually one of my my best friends. Um, I know he can speak a little Spanish. His wife. Um, she speaks fluent Spanish, mm-hmm. so I could just practice yeah. with with her. So I know, I feel like I know enough people who speak some Spanish that they would kind of practice with me or something. Yeah, for sure. I was told. Uh, so when I worked at the bank, I was I actually worked in a very like diverse industry where it was a lot of Mexicans. You know what I mean? So everybody that came in there spoke Spanish and shit. Yes. And uh, a lot of the girls that worked there were Mexicans, so they all spoke Spanish. And they were like, one of the best ways to learn is like just turn your TV on Spanish mode with subtitles. Yeah, just watch it. As crazy as that sounds, I'm like, yeah. okay, tried it. I mean, it's just like, yeah. like you said, it's an attention thing. Like, so after a certain amount of time, I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. not paying attention on your phone or whatever, yeah. staring out in space. It, it, it goes so fast. Mm-hmm. I needed to slow down. I'm like, I'm just dumb. I need you to slow the fuck. But yeah, I think you know they say the best way is just to immerse yourself. Yeah, and that's what's fascinating about foreign languages is like people look at us and like, how the fuck do they talk like that? And I look at them like, I have no idea what you're saying. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so cool. English is the worst first language. 
I hear it's the hardest to learn. And yeah, it's the most yeah. complicated language. Which it, is wild. It, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. It's so hard to learn. And yeah. it, it doesn't really apply. If you learn Spanish or Portuguese or French or Italian or mm-hmm. one of these other like romance languages mm-hmm. that you, you learn a foundation and then it applies to all it makes it easier to learn the other ones. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so th- fuck dude. It is what it is. Yeah. But either way, so failed that. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I'm just like, man, maybe I shouldn't get high before school. So, so I stopped doing that. Uh, but yeah, man, it was wild times. Young man, excited. I used to think that cannabis was for everybody, and and I realized now that while I do think it it can help most people, mm-hmm. there are some people that you should be cautious with it. Absolutely. So. It's just one of those things. Yeah, I agree. My girlfriend's one of them, man. She's tried edibles, you know, smoking, just doesn't like it. Yeah. Literally just – I know people like that. Like For sure. People don't like it. Some people fine. don't like it. As long as they accept it, I guess. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. With my fiance, with her, it's actually helped her stop drinking, really. She she barely oh, – sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I fucking – I don't – I I stopped drinking almost – almost – it will be two years in July. Completely? Like done? Yeah, so wow. I had a drink – for New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. uh, she uh, she ordered some wine with dinner, mm-hmm. and I I drank some of that with her. Every, wine every now and then is pretty good, man. That's the yeah. only time I drank. Oh, really? And yeah. they and all this time. Did you feel buzzed off it? Like, could you feel no, it? I no, I didn't. I didn't feel yeah. anything. I just drank it just for the taste with uh, with because we were we went to Florida just just on a whim. We just went there, and uh, we were just at we were just eating some seafood. She had some white wine. Mm-hmm. I just ate it just for the flavor with the food. Dude, want red wine and like steak drinking. and shit's good, man. That's yeah, a, dude, a good combo. dude, you can yeah. you can pair a good wine with your yeah. with your meal for sure. It's good for you too. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. some there's some benefits there, absolutely, absolutely. man. So, um, yeah, man. I always just I just feel better when I don't drink, even if I don't drink a lot. I mm-hmm. the next day I typically my joints feel a little bit more swollen. I can tell I have a little bit more inflammation. Absolutely. And uh, I'm just like, man, is it worth it? So I always just smoke. I just couldn't imagine being that guy that drinks every day. You know, and I know people like that. They're like, they, people I work with and shit. And I'm just like, you know, you could just smell it on them every day. I'm like, how do you fucking function, man? Like, yeah. I couldn't personally, cause I feel the same way. I definitely don't drink as much as I used to, but I'm, I'm good for a few beers on the weekend and stuff yeah. here and there, like maybe twice a month. But, yeah. uh, dude, I love the taste of beer. Yeah. I'm a big beer guy. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I, Hard liquor and stuff. Um, I'm definitely one of those guys that when you drink hard liquor, it definitely like changes my personality. Oh, does you know it? What I mean, and uh, turn into an I'm asshole. not myself. You know what I mean? Nah, an asshole, or <laughs> I just get really triggered really easily. And uh, yeah, I just stay away from it, man. Like, yeah. It's just, and I'm going to Mexico in like four weeks, so it's oh. like I gotta stay away from the tequila. Really? You know I mean? yeah. yeah, I love Marks, bro. No, for sure. Me too. I love a good Mark, but also too, where I'm at the point in my life, I'm you know different mindset, different mentality, and stuff. So I have a lot more control over myself. If that makes sense. Yeah, you, know I mean? you got to so, know who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mexico would be cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Never been. Where are you going? Cabo, I think. Cabo? It was a Christmas gift, man. It's like an all-inclusive oh, trip for my dad and stuff. So, yeah, super excited. That's cool. Yeah, man, for sure. You just, I think now, I just got an email two days ago uh, from the, I think we're flying Delta, and you have to have a fucking positive test, whether you're vaccinated or not, before you can depart out to Mexico. And oh, then really? Before you leave. So, I'm like, okay, what if I test positive when I'm in fucking Mexico, and I got to come back and shit? Get a qu- I mean... Wouldn't be a bad place to quarantine for five days, but at the same time, it's like at that point, I'll be ready to come home and shit, and that would just suck. Yeah. So, get stuck in Mexico. Probably just jinx myself, too, man. So, we'll no, that would be good. Yeah. You said sure. positive, homie. No, for sure. Just not test positive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah that's the thing. Yes. 
don't test positive. Yeah, for sure. Dang, dude, you're gonna do anything fun while you're down there? Like, in, do you you're gonna go like like parasailing or I think scuba so. diving? Yeah, I think or, we're gonna do all or, that. I mean, snorkeling or anything yeah. like that. Never been, man. Uh, I've left the country and shit before. I've never been to Mexico. Neither so, have I. Yeah, we'll see. Nice. But it's like a big ass fuck. I like uh the pictures that you get from like. Once you make the purchase from where you're going and stuff, like they send you a bunch of links and pictures of like the the resort. It's it's insane, man. It's yeah, insane. it's so fun to see the world, man. Yeah, for sure. It's so awesome. I've been uh, big into traveling the last two years, man. It's something yeah. I think uh, a lot of people should do. I work with people, man. They're just like, man, I've never left this town and shit. They're 30. I'm just like, God, I never, I never want to be that guy, yeah, or that girl or whatever. So yeah, I didn't grow up really traveling much Same. or going places. Yeah. So I I always make a. a you know, I do it a whole lot more now, mm-hmm. and I, I definitely make a point with my kids to make sure that we we do shit. That's important. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, man, <laughs> I'm I'm so uh, Deja. That's my fiance. She'll call me. She calls me uh, Clark, like Clark Griswold off of yeah. uh, the band. Hell yeah, because love that. Because we'll, we'll straight up road trip, bro. So this past summer we road tripped to uh, to the Grand Canyon. Sick. Yeah, man, it was really fucking cool, man. Mm-hmm. It was like two or three days driving there, a few days at the Grand Canyon. We did some kayaking. Yeah, we kayaked um, uh, at the Colorado River, so like in Sick. like Horseshoe Bend. So it was yeah. really fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Um, it is. I'm just. I'm just. I'm totally Chuck Griswold, dude. Yeah. 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 You like to drive? You like the driving aspect? It's, it's a lot. Ch- well, man. Yes and no. It's. Weight, it's yeah. It's cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's definitely cheaper than flying with everybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like to drive, I I, I think probably cause I'm a bit of a control freak, right? So I, I have control and I just drive. Yeah. No. I, I like to drive. I do all the driving. I'm the same way. I got a buddy like that too. He just drives all over. I'm just like, all right, cool. I trust, I, don't I trust him. I don't trust, I don't, I'm, I'm weird in cars with a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. my girl, man, like just drives like a fucking maniac. Scares and I'm like, yeah, no way. I gotta be driving. Yes. Gotta be driving. Gotta be in control. Ooh, it's so scary. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, how are you alive? Yeah. And I just think about that. And I'm like, man, you, you drive to St. Louis every day for work. Drives me, fucking scares me. But whatever. So yeah. But dude, the Grand Canyon was insane. I took him to Florida. We drove to Florida one time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just think it's so important to just see the things and kind of just yeah. expand your uh you're like just your horizon, like mm-hmm. what 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 you think about. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, and I think it's I think road tripping too, especially like you know you being a dad, bringing your family along stuff too. I think that's an important bond. You know, that's a that's a good time to spend with your kids. It's fun stuff, man. Could be it could be a bad thing too. Depending <laughs> on when they are. You know, so they're thirteen and eleven oh, cool. now. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's man. a fun age. Yeah, it's yeah. cool, man. Um, it's interesting having a teenager. Because my son is a bit of an asshole sometimes. I, I love him though. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, he's just he's just turning into you know a young lad, mm-hmm. right, young man, and mm-hmm. he just kind of become you know kind of just pulling away. You know, once, yeah. it's interesting because he wants to uh to to try to prove me wrong often. I'll say something and he'll he'll try to nope that's not right. I'm like AJ, yes it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember growing up, my dad's always like he's like, dude, I've been 15 before. I know what I'm talking about. And I'd be like, no, you don't. Yeah, you know I mean, same thing. It's I get, so I get that. it's so interesting. Perspective is a motherfucker. Yeah, that's a cool thing about growing and, and and growing up and you know aging and stuff like that. You definitely get wiser with age, man. I've learned so much just in the last two years from the pivot that I've made in my life. It's crazy, man. It's nuts. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it's exciting. Do you ever think Depends. about like what what you would tell your younger self if you had like any like say oh man what would be like your advice for your younger self? Be honest with yourself. Yeah. Be honest. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. That would definitely be it. Because that was one thing I was not for a long time. You know, just not honest with myself. It's a hard thing to do. Bro. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to admit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it's the first step. It's easy sure. to live in denial. Yeah, absolutely. Well, have you turned that corner? 
Um, I, I would just say like, you know, the last, I say, I always say 24 months cause I've like made the change, but like I've been in this mindset for the last like five years, just like, dude, learning from people like Joe Rogan and like Cameron Haynes and David Goggins. I've been following all these guys for a long fucking time. Okay. And like all these guests that they have on, you, you just learn things from them. And I've learned things from them that I could take, take away anything that I've ever learned in school. You know what I mean? Like that's what they don't teach you in school is they don't teach you life. You know what I mean? They teach you this shit that's by a book and it's been by a book since 1970. And it's just mm. like this structure and like, this is how it is. And it's not, man, you know yeah. what I mean? It's not maybe for you, maybe for that guy, but you know, not for me personally. It's right. crazy. Yeah. Formal education isn't the only education. Yeah. Right. I mean, being able to teach yourself mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. You should always be learning. Yeah. And most of your life, you're not in the setting of formal education. Right. So correct. Listening to podcasts, reading yeah. books. Yeah. Audio books. Yeah. There's all these different things that you can tap into mm-hmm. and learn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shit. The amount of information, like actual good information that you can find on mm-hmm. YouTube or even Instagram, people are putting out good videos and shit. Yeah. Like there's just so much yeah. information out there. And then there's these different databases that if you do want to take extra steps, you can go out and look, yep. you know, and <sighs> there's no reason to, to not learn if you really want to. Yeah. And it's a big thing about social media too. It's like, you know, who you're following on there. Like, go look at someone's profile. Like, go click on my page and see who I follow. You know what I mean? I just, I try to just follow real motherfuckers, man. Like, people that spit out good advice on their social media, not scrolling through TikTok and watching fucking dudes skateboard down a hill and fall and stuff. You know what I mean? But yeah. That stuff's cool. But, you know. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Watching skateboarding videos it's, is one of my fucking favorite. Oh, I'm a huge skateboard fan. Oh, my God. I yeah. love it so much. Yeah. I grew up on, like, Ryan Sheckler and all those guys, like, back in the day. Like, yeah. Young, you know what I mean? So. Tony Hawk, obviously. Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the wipeout videos, but man, I watch these guys. <laughs> yeah, I dude. fucking love the, I'm like, damn, they're such amazing athletes. Yeah. And you know what probably tapped me into it? I was, um, I was visiting LA for a, a, um, uh, a seminar for, for maces, like those, like, like a mace for like, oh, a, like a fitness seminar. Oh, right on. Cool. And in the seminar, was uh, a guy named Neen Williams, hmm. and he's a professional skateboarder. Cool. And uh, he was just the nicest fucking dude. Yeah. And I fucking looked him up on Instagram, and I started following him, and then I just started looking at all these, all of his friends who are all professional fucking skate. Like these, all these guys make their living mm-hmm. with skateboarding. Yeah, and crazy. yeah, like I was a, a huge skateboard fan, like as a kid, like I played Tony Hawk Pro, and so that really sure. got me in, into like looking at skateboarding and watching it. Dude, the X Games were the shit. I love yeah. watching the X Games. Fuck yeah, dude! Always. It was how cool is that? Mm-hmm. It was it was such a time, mm-hmm. like oh my god, fucking BMX, like all this shit. Yeah. I love it all, and yep. so, but I just kind of, I didn't like, I, I didn't follow it after a period of time. Right, just kind of just faded away from me. Yeah. So whenever I met him, I'm like, shit, man. People are still like people still make livings off of this shit. Yeah, dude, he has like I think he's has like half a million followers. Oh, fuck, dude, does. I guarantee probably so many sponsors. And oh, dude, yeah, this that's yeah. what he does. Yeah, right. Awesome. It just it just opened up my mind to it again. Mm-hmm. So now I I like I I follow some people on there. I'm like, man, you guys are so fucking amazing. Yeah, dude. at this sport, mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah, they've mastered it, and that, that that that's what's cool about also like with social media is how big and broad you can make a platform just like with jujitsu dude like look how many like people are making fucking money off that shit now 10 years ago they weren't right as they were but it wasn't as much you know what i mean mm-hmm. now there's like like they have that wno and they have like all these different events now and stuff and people are making money man it's fucking sweet it's inspiring 
Yeah, social media has changed the world. Yeah, and I think it's only going to get bigger. I, now now the big things like these NFTs and shit, have you like heard of these things? Like these virtual fucking yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah it's like, I think it's essentially Weird times, man. A, a stamp of ownership Something in, like in that. the digital yeah. space, essentially. Yeah. I know right now it's, it's really associated with artwork mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. Right, but dude, I think that's a bubble. I don't know. It's man. gonna pop. Like the same. I don't know. How do you feel about like the crypto and stuff? Like all that stuff. Crypto, man. I don't really know a lot about it. Same. I, if I knew more, people are making money on it. Yeah, but you it's know? like COVID. That's all I hear about. It's like COVID, Bitcoin, and like fucking the same thing. The same three things, dude. <laughs> NFTs, crypto, Bitcoin. Yeah, fuck, man. I uh, I don't really know a lot about it. I'm sure. Same. I'm sure there's money to be made there. Uh, it's all interesting, man. It seems like we're moving towards the metaverse. Are you familiar? Have you have you looked into that or heard much. much about it, no. dude? Have you have you had any experience with uh like a VR headset? No, I hear nothing but crazy things about them. Though. Yeah, dude, they're crazy. I it's, hear. it's such an interesting experience. Interesting. And once we get to a place where you can you can make it so indistinguishable, mm-hmm. when because I think have you seen the movie Ready Player One? No, no. Okay, so they have. Basically, in that the premise of that game is like is everybody kind of plugs into this virtual world and essentially just operates there, hmm. and it's just so crazy real. So there's these things that you can get. You can get like this bodysuit, and they have these gloves, and you know, you have this headset, and then you're kind of like harnessed in. And there's this omnidirectional uh, uh, treadmill, so you can kind of have this total interactive experience. If mm-hmm. they can create that kind of experience. I can see how people will, will fucking plug into that and yeah. just live in this Absolutely. this virtual space. In which case, it makes sense mm-hmm. to to own NFTs and to invest in virtual real estate. Yeah, because there's going to be this whole virtual yeah. space. Crazy. It's fucking. Yeah, I haven't looked much into it. I like I living in the real it. world. Same, dude. Uh, yeah, keep. I, I try to keep it real. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, just keep it here, man. I don't know much about that shit, but it's all. It, it's all people talk about. It's crazy. It's wild so, shit, dude. Yeah, man. Well, you know, as as the younger generations grow up with this technology, they're going to yeah, be dude. more accepting of the technology, and it's going to kind of create a shift. I I don't want to be that old person who who just misses the world as it shifts. We're definitely watching it pass by too. Like, dude, I'll drive to work, man, or I'll drive home, and I just see all these fucking kids walking down the street to the bus stop or at the bus stop, and they're just like this. They're just heads are down in their phone, man. Like, I'm just like. I look at it from two points, like, A, a you're missing out on so much life, and then B, like, I also, the, the self-aware aspect in me, too. Like, I I don't walk around the streets with my fucking head down on my phone. I'm always, like, looking around and, you know, yeah. checking my area and shit like that, so. Yeah, keep your head on swivel, bro. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's how kids get abducted and shit, too, man. Like, you just fucking walk. These kids literally are just glued, man. They're just like this. Like, nothing's distracting them. It's crazy. It's yeah. scary. Like It is scary. It's fucked up. I had a thought the other day. I was driving, and um, it's really scary to think about the amount of teenagers that mm-hmm. are driving right now. Teenagers are there are teenagers on the road. Yeah. Teenage Weird girls are driving. Mm-hmm. Those are the worst drivers on the road, by the way. I agree. That is they're on their phones. Scary yeah. as shit. You know why? Because I glanced the fuck over and I saw one. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> scary. Scares the shit out of me. I know. It's just a fact of life. Yeah. That was us at one point too. Exactly. Yeah. It was. It's just you know, it's a reality, but mm-hmm. it's just it's just one that I realized it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, but that's like with anything too in life. Like I think a lot of it stems from parenting too. Like, you know how the, how you raise your kids and stuff. Yeah. So, like when I have child or children, 
like I will definitely make it apparent to that not walk down the fucking street with your head in your phone. Yeah. You know, situational awareness. I'm re- I'm really big on that. I think yeah. it's a huge important thing. So, yeah, it's it's weird times, man. But also too, like growing up, like I never had iPads and shit like that. We had like video games, like Playstations and whatever. But we were always outside riding bikes, dude, getting dirty till the dark, you know, till the sun came or till the sun went down and stuff. But uh, just different times, man. You know. I definitely didn't grow up playing a lot of the electronics, and I think that's a big reason why I don't play a lot now. Like, I'm not a big video game guy, you know. Used to be, but yeah, it was I a pl- short phase. I played video <laughs> games as a kid. Yeah. I don't do it anymore. I don't have time. Literally, that's the thing too. Like I'm trying to do things that keep me productive in a positive way, and like what's going to help me grow in the next, you know, five, ten years down the road and stuff. So, exactly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, man. See what happens. But I definitely want to <clears throat> continue this cannabis game, though, man. This game is fucking. There's a lot of money to be made, and it's just a fun fucking industry, man. Like, I'm I'm trying to incorporate something um, to where, like, I can start my own business, whether with it being incorporated with, like, cannabis, you know, martial arts, like, jiu-jitsu tournaments, stuff like that. Like, I'd love to, like, create my own brand. It's just it's hard. There's so many of them now, you know. There's so much competition, but it's just, like, fine. once I find that niche, I'm going to run with it. You know? There's a lot of them in, in, other than high rollers, like, cannabis yeah. and jiu-jitsu. Yeah. What else? That's true, nothing. Not that I can think of. Just them, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And they just started doing the Smoker series, which is... I'd love to do one of those. The striking. Oh, fuck that, no. Yeah. Smoke and roll. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that that would be that. dope. That's the, uh, yeah, the, the, that's that's the jujitsu piece, but then they, they added, they're friends with, um, oh my God, it's going to bother me, I can't Jeff think. Glover. No. Joe Schilling. Yep. Yeah. Joe Schilling. Love that guy. Yeah, he's such a fucking he's awesome a bad dude. motherfucker. Yes, dude. he is. Scary dude. guy. Oh my god. Yeah. He will fuck somebody up. Yeah. So they started doing a smoker series mm-hmm. that they're calling it, and it's just it's just a little kickboxing tournament. Dope. Yeah. And so they 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 had one. I can't remember. Maybe at the end of last year, maybe October, I want to say, mm-hmm. in Vegas, and they so they're having like much smaller events. Mm-hmm. So they 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 did that. They had the the high roller jujitsu, and then they had the smoker series, and Joe Schilling was there for that. Sick. And uh, I think they're doing more of those. But other than that, man, I know there's nothing. I know we need to start something in the Midwest. For sure. Something out here that'd be fucking sick. It would blow up. So many fucking. Obviously, I would never say names, but like, there's so many guys that train jujitsu that I follow that come to my store and shit. Like, Dude, everybody smokes. It's just weed, a part man. of the culture. Yeah, people love it. Absolutely, you know? man. Yeah. yeah, we're and now we're in a place where again we're learning it. We're we're learning about it. We're mm-hmm. getting good information. We're able to now the the stigma has is definitely um, not near where it was. No, fuck no. Uh, we're getting good information out. There's so much bad information that mm-hmm. was just straight up lies and dif- disinformation mm-hmm. that was put out over the years. Yes. Uh, um, finally, we're in a place to where a lot of that's got you know gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, it's just it's it's a slow process. But we're in a, we're in a really good place. Yeah, it's it's definitely tra- the trajectory is definitely moving upward pretty quickly nowadays. I would say once it goes federally legal, man, it's gonna be an interesting game. You know? Yeah, the, man. Here's the thing about that. Mm-hmm. It seems that it, it's, it's 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 inevitable. It's going to happen. I but so, yeah. when it does. Is it going to be a situation where it doesn't happen until all the corporate interests are in place first, and then it, you know, and then it turns, and now it, I don't. Is it going to start crushing smaller businesses? You know what I'm saying? Is is 
fucking is Walgreens going to have some sort of contract in place mm-hmm. to where now you got to go to Walgreens and CVSs or, you know, or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, what's going to happen with that? Starbucks is going to swing in. For sure, dude. They already have shit. In pl- the U.S. government already has a patent yeah. on cannabis. Yeah, I think um, that's where, like, the big stigma and everything's going to come from, like, with this big pharma trying to get incorporated with it and stuff. And I think that's where, I, like, the corporate side of it's going to fucking really tank the industries because you're going to hire people, basically. I'm going to hire Joe Schmo. Never fucking smoked a day in his life, but this guy's got an insane amount of fucking money. He's going to invest in this company that... It's it's a great thing to help it grow and prosper and all that stuff, but it's like these people aren't passionate about it. You know what I mean? Right. This is an industry where you need to be fucking passionate They're about it. They're pushing out the culture. Exactly. And that's what I don't like about it. And that's why I would love to like open my own dispensary and stuff like that, but it's just so fucking hard at it, especially in Illinois. Like I have everything I want to fuck. I got I, I got the name of the building, like all that stuff. It's just it's so fucking corrupt, man. Like you just you can't. You have to know the right people, man. And I don't. So, you know, I'm just fucking riding the way for now, but the thing is, though, is like with this industry, man, you have to have passion for it. That's like being a jujitsu coach and not training jujitsu. Like, mm-hmm. what that makes no fucking sense to me. You right. know what I mean? Like, you don't smoke weed. <laughs> what are you here for? You know what I mean? Right. Like, 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 I don't know. Money, business, growth, all that stuff's cool, man. But like, this is definitely an industry where I think if you don't have, if you're not hip to it, man, it's just gonna be really hard for you. You know? Right. If you're just focused on money, you know, I think the rest will follow. You know, if you focus on the right things first. So. Right. But yeah, man, you gotta have a true passion for it. Yeah, for you wanna sure. Help man. people. You want to actually. You gotta be experienced. How? Yeah. How could you really advise somebody on something that you have no personal experience how, with? How could I come in as a medical patient and have all these issues and qualifying conditions and stuff like that, and then I come to a counter with you that's just you're just you're just here. You know what I mean? You just work here because you're, you're you own it or daddy owns it or whatever, and you've never smoked and you can't speak to it. Like it's just a job. It's a bad business move too. Like I wouldn't come back to you. Like right. I'd never come back to that store. But like fuck these guys. I'm gonna drop right. money. Just about money. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't imagine that's the the majority though. I, I no. would. Yeah. No. You probably most, get, most people probably get pushed out. Yeah, for sure. Um, but money's a big factor into it too, though. Like with the compliance in the state, like you might fuck something up. They're like, "Yeah, here's a check, man." Nobody yeah, there's nothing, you know. So. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, you know what? There, there. You're right. There are probably a lot of people who just got in. Oh yeah, I just see, because I, it's I like, see, hey, man, I, I see, it, man. I see the yeah. money. I see it. Let's see do it. it. Yeah. I don't give a shit about weed. I just see money. Literally. Yeah. yeah. You get all these, you know, all these guys that come in and they're investors and shit and stuff yeah. like that, which is cool. Like I said, you want you want that to like help grow and prosper your business and the building and stuff like that, but also. You need people that are working the front line there, like, that fucking love that shit. Which is awesome about my stores. Like, everybody's passionate about it, man. Like, you know, from my bud tenders to the managers and stuff like that. Like, we all smoke, man. We've all been smoking. Like, you know, it's, you need that. You need that. Like, it's not fucking Snooks or Walmart or something where they're, they're just there for a job and, you know, they're scanning you out for your your TV and your fucking groceries and stuff like that. They don't, they don't care about that. Yeah. You know, but when you're scanning eights and joints and edibles, you know, it's fun. You know, it's cool. Like it's, you know, I, I love talking about, it. I love ringing people out. I don't have to ring anybody out. I love working at cash registers cause I love talking about it. Yeah. That's what I do. It's like your favorite part. Just yeah, connecting dude. with the patients, yeah. the customers. Yeah. I get a fucking paycheck deposit in my account and I talk about weed all day. <laughs> I sell weed, but now I don't really focus on that. It's more about like, developing the staff and coaching and training and you know making sure every department's running and the ship sailing straight so we can continue to you know grow yeah you know, when i first started with the sin we only had a couple dispensaries and you know our footprint's grown pretty significantly across like 
the U.S. stuff. We're really big on the East Coast now. We're just taking over uh, New York, Ohio, you know, things like that, New Jersey. Oh, cool. Um, we're big in Illinois. We have one here, and the one I work at in Collinsville, and then down the street in Fairview Heights, Illinois. We have two in Springfield, a bunch in Chicago and stuff. So, like, we're fucking, we're growing, man. Oh, that's dope. And it's a good thing. Like, that's what, that's a company I want to work for. You know, I want growth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I don't want to be stagnant and just, you know, doing the same mon- mundane thing every fucking day. So, yeah. yeah that's not rewarding. No, it's not. And, person like me like i gotta have that switch i gotta have that change you know and that's what's cool about the industry too like every day's different but it's also the same as far mm-hmm. as like the repetitiveness but like it's a challenge man it's a challenge so it's yeah. cool i love it man i love it hmm. but have you seen the movie waiting i've not no it's not a, a big movie guy bro I like a uh, lot of older movies and stuff I this like, is yeah. it's from like 2005 it's mm. pretty old it has ryan uh, uh ryan reynolds in it and uh, i feel like i've heard of it I wish Big I, Ryan Reynolds family. Uh, who else? What the other fucking, what's the other guy's name? It's going to fucking bother me if I can't remember this guy's name. One second. No, you're good. Fucking. Yeah, waiting movie. If I've seen the cover, I've probably seen it. Let me see the image. I love some Ryan Reynolds, though. Is, have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. Oh. Can't say that I have. It's super fucking old. I'll definitely watch. Is it on Netflix or anything, you think? Uh, let me see how I'll, you can I'll, watch uh, it. I'll peep it out. I think I just watched it on Netflix. Yeah, dude, like, I don't even, I'm just not a big TV guy anymore, man. I used to, I used to fucking watch TV all the time. I watch, if I do watch TV, it's like the same fucking shit. Watch I think maybe it is on Netflix. Is it? Yeah. Waiting. I'll have to check that out. I think so. Right on. Um, either way, I dude, I watched it whenever I was a kid. So my uh it's so interesting. You yeah. remind me of my best friend growing up. <laughs> right um, on. Um because dude, he was uh he was uh he worked at a bank and he mm-hmm. was uh he was going to they offered him uh like a regional manager position mm-hmm. and then he quit. And mm-hmm. he essentially kind of went on this whole journey and now he's in this space where like he he has i think he has a hemp farm oh, um, he's like really and he's like a cannabis writer he's really deep mm-hmm. in the cannabis space him and his mm-hmm. wife and uh and when we were younger though he he worked in a restaurant mm-hmm. so we watched this and it was just a funny movie because it's just it's just about a restaurant staff yeah. a day in the restaurant yeah and it's it's just has all the different archetypes that's in that that workspace mm-hmm. and it's just fucking hilarious at least at the, it's, it's kind of dumb kid humor yeah but it's it's pretty funny if you've that's ever sick. worked in a restaurant never man. or in the food space yeah. um but either way i was just thinking and i was like it'd be funny if somebody made a movie about that but like in a dispensary like a dispensary that would be cool <laughs> that would be cool just like a some like a like a goofy comedy because then you get all the different personalities and the archetypes because because you kind of get these different characters yeah you know in in these places you kind of it kind of repeats itself at different places just kind of maybe a little different forms but yeah no dude we could definitely make a fucking tv series out of where i work how funny would that be and it's funny too because i work in an old like it's like an old all-state building man and i have a fucking 110 employees that work there oh shit small fucking confined building and stuff man it's just crazy that's a lot of. so there's a lot of different personalities and the industry attracts I mean, bro, I mean, I could literally fucking everything and anything, any type of person, any type of personality, oh, you know, wow. race, whatever. And it's cool. I like it. I think yeah. it's fucking cool. It's a melting pot. It's different. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've definitely met a lot of interesting and awesome fucking people in the three years that I've worked there. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we've, it's retail. You go through turnover and stuff like that. And then that's the thing, too, where we kind of fucked up in the beginning because we were so short-staffed and... Every day for about 12 months, we just had a fucking line of people out the door, like, just 
all day, every day, you know, hundreds of people to our, you know, 30, 30 staff members and stuff. So we really had to beef it up and we just did like these big hiring events and you kind of shoot yourself in the foot when you do events like that. Cause you just like fucking hire anybody that shows up at the fucking all inclusive meeting or whatever, or interview and stuff. So, um, you know, we've weeded a lot of those out and stuff, but we have some, we have a really strong talent within those four walls, man. It's pretty fucking cool to see. So, yeah, but yeah, it's interesting, man. It's, <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever been there? No, I've never hey, been. Yeah, come check it out, man. I need That's to. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, I need to. It, uh, yeah, it's a, it's essentially uh, you're you're taking a, a massive gamble when you do something like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. For and sure. You're like, all right, let's hope it works out. Yeah. Woo. And, and it's um. It's a learning lesson, though. Yeah, no, and it's cool too because, like I said, you get to really learn a lot of about different types of people and how they, you know, how they grew up, their lifestyle. And like I said, you know, hiring them's easy, managing them's fucking hard that's the challenge their problems are your problems man i live by that that's that's a real thing yeah and uh and they definitely bring their problems to you Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so you gotta do what you can to sue the man and uh you know steer them in the right direction and help you know help them as much as possible but some people have some pretty fucked up shit going on their life (laughs) and they're unstable to work that's for sure shit dude yeah do you do audio books i don't man i just read just just regular books i just read okay yeah I've never gotten into the audio, so I just podcast, you know, when I'm riding in my podcast. car and stuff. All podcasts, dude. I love podcasts. What podcast you listen to? So, obviously, Rogan. Yeah. Um, I listen to The Order of Man okay. um, from Ryan Mickler. Yeah, yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, Real as fuck. I love that, you know, with Andy Priscilla mm-hmm. and DJ. Um, I listen to Steve-O's. Steve-O's is really Steve-O. good. Yeah, the Nelk Boys actually have some really cool guests. I don't know if you've ventured in the Full Sin podcast. Mm-mm. You know who they are? No. The Nelk Boys? No, That's that? crazy, yeah. So um, they're like these fucking... You don't know who the Nelk Boys are? Just you two. The, the Nelk fuck. Boys? Yeah. And How uh, do you spell that? N-E-L-K. N-E-L-K. Like, they they came up famously, like, through making YouTube videos, like, prank videos and shit. These dudes are fucking wild, man. Really? But, uh... They're they're pretty they're pretty cool people to follow and watch, but they have a really good podcast, man. They have like amazing guests on there, like they have fucking Dana White, like you know John Daly and stuff like that. So oh, okay, yeah, people that I'm interested in, like to hear about and stuff. But okay. um, yeah, it's pretty interesting, man. They're, oh, I'll check these guys. Yeah, out. they're wild as shit. They're younger guys. They're early twenties, I think, mid twenties now. Yeah, but dude, podcasts have changed the world. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Like my buddy and I, Alex, we had one. It was called the Cable Penny Show. We still have all the episodes up and everything like that, and. uh we tried it, man, you know, and just, he, he had a baby and he moved a couple towns away and, you know, mm-hmm. our schedule, we worked together. So our schedules were kind of opposite at the time and shit. So we just kind of, uh, steered away from it. It sucks, but and we did like 25 episodes. It was fun. It's you know, fun. It's a grind. It. It's yeah. just a fucking grind, dude. You got to be consistent with it too, man. You yeah. Keep your audience engaged and stuff. You can't make an episode and then not put one out for 30 days, 40 days, stuff like that. I yeah. Mean, it's a huge thing too. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. I did that. We did too. I, for, yeah. well, with the whole COVID thing, mm-hmm. cause I, I, I do all these in person. And I didn't really want to do any of them over Zoom. I did one over Zoom during COVID. It's yeah. pretty interesting. I yeah. knew I could, yeah. and I've done other people's over Zoom. Same. And it's, it's, just, it's just not really my jam. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to just take the hit. Yeah, this is way better, I think. This yeah. Is, it's more personable. You can connect more. Um, I think it's more real. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I'm just a big, um, I'm just really into energy. Yeah, fuck and yeah. you know, I think it's important to mm-hmm. kind of have that energy exchange mm-hmm. and to actually connect with somebody. Mm-hmm. The dude, the the one of the main reasons, just selfishly, I started the podcast is I'm not naturally an empathetic person. So, Same. so dude, yeah. I'm just I'm like, man, just cut your shit and let's get it done. So, I wanted to to create a way to to actually he- talk to people and connect with them, right? And uh, and help kind of develop more of that empathy mm-hmm. and uh so i was like man in person is the way to do that absolutely absolutely 
Um, that's the power of the internet too, man. Like I've never met you until today. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I'm sitting in your house at your table having a conversation, you know, just a normal conversation about life, yeah. jujitsu, work. You know, it's yeah. cool, man. It's yeah, dude, you're sweet. a cool ass dude, man. I appreciate it. you too, man. Yeah, you, cool. like, you remind again. You remind me so much <laughs> of just this that again that whole trajectory. Yeah, just, it's just like that parallel is just so funny to me. Yeah, it's uh, it's life's crazy, man, and that's like my big goal, like that I've had the last like couple of years is like improve my network. You know, and I think like that fucking whole mo- uh, that modest saying of like you know keep your circle small. I agree with that, but at the same time, like I think you should definitely network. You know. Yeah, man, you get know? to know a lot of people. I'm trying to be everybody's sure. best friend and shit, right? Maybe, but I'm trying to make good connections, right? You know? Like your inner circle, people. your inner yeah. circle matters, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you're close knit right. people, but you know, like. Like I said, you're a cool, dude. You know, I mean, fuck it. This is this is awesome. And uh, like, yeah. you know, I've met so many cool people just from like the internet. You know, reaching out, you exactly, know, things like that. It's super cool, man. Yeah, just expanding our network. Yeah, jujitsu is a big link too. Like, you get so many different. You know this. You get so many different walks of life from jujitsu. Like doctors, fucking nobody that has jobs. Like fucking IT guys. You know, nerds. Like whatever. Everybody. It's cool as shit, man. Yeah, podcasters. You know, things like that. Dude, absolutely. You got people in the trades. You got plumbers and carpenters. Guy that sells weed. You know what I mean? It's cool, man. Cops, yeah. get everybody, bro. Yeah. It's it's a it's a, again the community is my favorite part about jiu yeah. too. Absolutely, and I think that's uh, going to be a big shift in my life. You know, networking and stuff like that. You know, just reach. I'm really big on like LinkedIn and social media and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, and it's not like to like get cloud or like you know I always post like the miles that I run in the day like on my Instagram story and stuff like or I'll have my feet running or like a picture of my gi like getting ready to train and stuff. I don't do it for like clout and attention and people to like like what i'm doing i just I, I like to motivate people and the people that have motivated me and inspired me and changed my life have shared their stories you know what i mean yeah they, they're public about their shit so it's cool man and i get so many people bro that just like message me like hey dude i started running because of you like all this shit man like people are sending me snapchat videos and i'm running like every day and like thanking me like that's so cool man i never thought that would happen hell yeah dude and i'm not i'm nobody like i'm just an average dude man average dude man it's crazy. Anybody can do it. Yeah, you just got to be confident. Confidence is huge, man. Yeah, that's something I've learned over the last two years for sure. You don't have that. Life's hot. Life's tough. Life's tough. And uh, there's an old I've heard on Andy Frisella's podcast before. Like I, I, ever since he said it, like I heard it like three years ago, and it's like you know, you don't walk around like you're a bad motherfucker thinking that nobody else will. Right. You know what I mean, and w- whether you are a bad motherfucker or not, but if you think that here, I think that's that's huge, man. It's yeah, huge, bro. You have to believe it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You have to embody what you want to do. Because you're not going. If I don't, you're not going to believe in me. My mom's not. My dad's not. My neighbor's not. My girl's not. Yeah, it's just how it is, man. Well, the thing is, you don't need permission. Absolutely right? not. If you're waiting for permission, you're never going to get it. So nope. you need to just start acting accordingly and yep. and be the person you want to be and create yeah. the life that you want to create. Starts with you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um. You know, how, how, what are you thinking? It starts with your mind. Yeah. How are you, how are you thinking about, you know, the world, about yourself? What do you think is actually capable? Are you, do you have limiting thoughts? You know, are you, what's your self-talk like? Yeah. You know, do you have belief? Yeah. And I think a lot of people that have trouble finding that, man, I'd be like, hey, smoke some weed, man. Eat, <laughs> eat a few grams of mushrooms, you know? Yes. Like, it, should op- it should open your eyes and change your perspective <laughs> on a lot of shit. Psychedelics. Yeah. Shift some Fuck shit. yeah, dude. Fuck, I know people that microdose that shit at work every day. You know, they do like, Point two of a gram, you know, like yeah, microdose, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, helps with their anxiety, PTSD, like daily focus and stuff. Never done it personally, I've done them like to do them, but not like on a microdose level. It's interesting, yeah. I'd be afraid to take them and then go to work and just be like, fuck, I took way too much <laughs> or something crazy. So, I like, I, I, so if you, if you, yeah, if, as long as you don't take too much, a good microdose, it kind of, it kind of, yeah, tunes me in, yeah, for sure, yeah, makes yeah. me focused. It's like a little happy pill, man, yeah, so, I don't know, so. 
But yeah, I don't know, man. It's um, it's crazy, crazy. Dude, have you read you read Jocko's books? Uh, I've read the uh, the manual that he had, the black one. Extre- uh, fuck, what was it called? Not it's not extreme ownership. It was uh, it was his field manual. Was it? It's like the big black book with his face on the bottom right of the cover. I can't oh. think of the fucking name of it. I read it a long time ago. I still have it, obviously. But Which one is that? That's, is that his Field Manual 1? I think so. It was the very um, first one it came out with. I can't think of the fucking name of that. What is it? And it's cool, dude, because I, when I read it, it's it's literally his life, man, and what he preaches and posts. I listen to his podcast, too. I love his fucking podcast. I love. I really enjoy listening to him talk. <laughs> he's, a, yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very stern, direct dude, man. He's a good guy to follow. You know, I I like to uh, discipline equals freedom. That's what it is. That yeah, one. I don't mind if I could think of that. Yeah, yeah. I have the leadership strategies and tactics. That's Haven't a really read that. good one. I really enjoyed the dichotomy of leadership and extreme ownership. Those are both really good. Yeah, I'm reading right now. Actually, uh, about halfway through it, it's called How to Win Friends and Influence, Influence People. Yeah, it's a good book, man. That's a great book. It was. Uh, it started out a little slow, and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this because like he goes into like experiences, like when he's in New York and like, all these like things, but it like leads up to like the purpose of the book you know what I mean like to smile more and interact with people and hear you know speak less listen more kind of thing so it's cool man yeah yeah reading books is awesome I think my favorite one that I've read so far I love the four agreements I read that book, book like three times man it's yeah. just I love the perspective aspect of that stuff yes you know? I'm, yeah I try to keep the, I was just thinking about that book the other day I was thinking man I should probably reread that because just just the idea I, I try to not take anything personal and Same. it's it's hard sometimes because Same. I uh, so for example whenever I'm I'm scheduling the podcast mm-hmm. I, and sometimes I don't hear back from people or some people cancel or whatever sure. like I don't take that personal I'm like oh it is what it is no big deal mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at that but as I'm I'm working on my business imposed will and I'm growing it and I just I I'm, I'm I kind of have this intensity where I just I kind of have like a little bit of a chip on my shoulder yeah where it's like I gotta fucking do this thing and you know like like if you're not with me like fuck you type shit and 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 I kind of have like a short fuse it's like all right well all right motherfucker where if you're not I'm not I'm not gonna hear back from you then fuck you you're not gonna hear back from me ever and you're gonna be real pissed off when I just fucking win Mm -hmm. and you could have been you could have been, but now you're not. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so absolutely. I just, I just, like, there's just that kind of, like, that fucking dark energy. Mm-hmm. I have that too. So it's like this balance between, yeah. all right, I need to not take everything personal because that is a very true pillar. Like, don't take it personal. Like, whatever is going on with them is about them. Huge. So I, I have that understanding. Like, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. But to that, but then there's the other part. It's like, all right, I'm going to use that for my fucking energy, though. Fuck and yeah. I want to fucking run you over. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like. Use that as fuel. Like, let's fucking. Go. So yeah. that's a really good book. Mm-hmm. It's, I think that's a, that's a fucking. Uh, yeah, the values are solid. Don't take anything personal. Always do your best. Be impeccable with your word. word yeah. Right. Um, what was the other one? Don't. Uh, personal, best, impeccable with your word. Have you lost know. friends like doing what you do now? Yeah, I cut people out. Yeah. 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 I was wondering about that. Yeah, I lose people, man. Um cuz they don't believe in what you're doing or they don't think it's the right thing or No, sometimes it's just because I don't feel again, I'm really big about taking audit of the energy and the people that I allow around me. Absolutely. Man. And if I feel that you're just not making choices that I agree with or whatever you're doing just isn't what I'm doing mm-hmm. or uh, yeah, maybe you, you're just, you, you, you don't believe in what I'm doing or mm-hmm. whatever. The, it doesn't really matter. It's just, if you're not on the same page as me, 
then I'm, it's just like I'll just I'm just doing what I'm doing. I'll let you do what you're doing. I agree. And I'll we'll just the same way. And we'll just go that way. Yeah. And that's just how I just operate. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even like a bad thing. It's like I still. It's like no, you're. It's not like I think anything's bad of the person or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's just like we're just on different trajectories. Yeah. So no, no worries. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of the same way, too. I haven't, like, cut people off. But, like, you know, not people that I've hung around and grew up with or, you know, people that are my friends. And every time I go around them, they make the same fucking excuse every single time. Like, I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start doing this. Or I'm going to find a new job. And, like, I don't see them for a year or two years, and they're doing the same fucking shit, dude. Just Groundhog's Day, bro. Yeah, man, you just talk, man. Action. Action is huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely people who I I used to spend a significant amount of time with, Mm -hmm. and then I just don't spend any time with anymore. Yeah, I even I think of like people that I grew up with in high school that I hung out with, and if I was still hanging out with them, I'd be doing fucking nothing with my life right now. No, I'd be doing man, nothing, spinning in circles. Yeah, yeah, like I can't just sit on a couch Talking and play about video it. games. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't want to be that person, man. I don't want to be that person that lives with that, like, oh, I could have, you know, mm-hmm. I should have, um, things like that. So I'm really trying to change that right now. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a bad thing, man. You no, know, it's just no. it's just a thing. Yeah, you know, it's okay. It's uh, you know, not everybody's meant for the same things and not everybody wants the same things. That's yeah. the thing. Success and a happy life mm-hmm. isn't it doesn't look the same for everybody. And yeah. that's cool too. Yeah. You know, I know what it looks like for me mm-hmm. and I know what my goals are, so you know, we're just yeah. gonna act accordingly. Might just have to go down a different road, man. Yeah. But and that's the thing too. If you're content, bro, like if you're cool with the just like your nine to five job, being off on the weekends kind of kind of laying low and just doing that every day totally cool but i probably won't be hanging around you much yeah i mean just personally it's just personal yes yeah yeah. i just need to build my own thing man Mm -hmm. i'm just so dead set man um i just and i just i know for a fact that imposed will is going to be a billion dollar company and between gotta think that and building this podcast i'm just going to create this fucking amazing life and i just i'm just i'm just seeing it unfold i'm just such a big believer and just the energy that you put out and mm-hmm. your intentions and living intentionally and acting accordingly and you know you got to eat shit for a long time dude yeah, like, yeah. i don't make a lot of money right now but i know but I'm now i'm starting to make money and it's That's like awesome. fuck dude it's just you just see it yeah. and it's just i i just know that a plus b equals c mm-hmm. and as long as i'm doing the things that mm-hmm. i need to do everything's going to fall into place and it, and it, and it seems to be doing just that so yeah that's awesome, it's like man. man it's not if it's when so yeah here we go you just literally have to keep fucking showing up man just like keep every showing day. Up. yeah and if you don't that's when you'll notice yeah you'll yeah. know and uh even when you think like like you said earlier like you know you keep showing up and you're like putting all this work in all this fucking time and days go by months go by and years go by and you're just like man i'm in the same fucking spot and then all of a sudden boom it just takes off i feel like i've heard that story a thousand times man yeah yeah your time so, will come, man. So here we go. It's coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. I found you. Like, that's literally how I found you. I have, I don't even know if we have any, like, mutual friends or anything like that. But, like, mm-hmm. I just found your podcast one day through a tag or something, and I just started following you, like, two years ago. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Listen to your podcast. That's and fucking shit. awesome. Yeah. Actually, I listened to the one with Adam Marburger. That's kind of, like, okay. where I started. Okay. I think that's where I might have seen him reshare that, and then that's kind of where it stemmed from there. Probably. Because I'm always looking for other podcasts and stuff, too, other yeah. people's perspectives and points of views and stuff, too. Yeah. So. Adam's a good dude. Yeah, I don't really know him personally. I reached out to him one day on in, on the internet just to talk like business one day, and I went train jujitsu one day there, and it's kind of last time I talked to him really. Really? Know, so yeah. yeah, he's a busy guy. He yeah, is a busy, busy guy. So do yeah, thing. he's a hustler. That's yeah, why I, like I see him. that. Yeah. I don't talk to him often, but I just I just like I like his energy. I like I like like having him as a friend. Yeah, and that's the one takeaway I've learned from people from like Sean Whalen, Andy Priscilla, and like these Dan Fleischel guys and stuff like that. It's like find people that are doing what you want to do and just fucking reach out to them. I don't know him. I don't know you. I'm just like, hey, do you want to talk some cannabis, man? Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's or, do hey, it, dude, I see that you, uh, you're uh, 
head leader for a cannabis company. Hey, I'd love to sit down and have coffee with you, man. Just talk to you, you know, just get to know you, you know, pick your brain. Like that's, that's everything, man. Absolutely. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, keep grinding. Fuck yeah. Always. Fuck yeah. Well, Kyle, dude, I appreciate you. No, brother. bro. I appreciate you. Bro. Um, Check, tell the people where they can check you out. Is there anything you'll want to direct them to or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, come down to my store and see me at a sit in Wallace and Collinsville. I'd love to, you know, meet you and stop in and say, hey, if you listen to the show and stuff like that. But you can follow me on Instagram at cable618. Uh, I'm not on Facebook or anything like that. But, yeah, man. So, Dope. yeah, appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. Yeah, no doubt. All right, everybody. Bye. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Thank you again for tuning in. If you are enjoying the show, do me a solid, tell a friend, bring us one friend, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, share, all these things. It helps and I can't thank you guys enough for doing it. We'll be back very soon with another conversation. I love you guys. Just keep being rad humans. I'll see you next time. Bye.